It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Which players at the Senior Bowl have already caught the eye of the Dallas Cowboys? All that and more in this episode of the Locked On Cowboys podcast. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Locked Network, your on. team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers can get $200 in bonus bets. If your first bet of $5 or more wins, visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get started. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. Joining me today, as always, is Landon McCool. Check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. Uh, day one and almost day two of the Senior Bowl are in the books uh, out in Mobile, Alabama. Landon, there's already some early winners <laughs> in some pet cats that you and I have for our Dallas Cowboys. Uh, who is the, the number one player that caught your eye so far this week? I mean, it's not a surprise anyone who's been following either of us on Twitter or anybody on Twitter, honestly, uh, that it's uh, Jackson Powers Johnson. I mean, he's... The Oregon center, he played some guard. You know, he's he's basically been unstoppable in these one-on-ones, and he's shown incredible technique, and and also not just in the one-on-ones, but in the, some of the team stuff as well. He oh, looked yeah. really, really good. Um, <laughs> he actually basically did the uh, the the classic. Uh, I'm 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 too good for this uh, uh, move, and and got a got a slight kind of injury after just basically winning every single one-on-one rep for the first two days, mm-hmm. uh, and it's kind of pulled out for the rest of the week. Um, but I mean, he's earned it. Like he's basically had a, I mean, I'm, I'm not comparing him to this player, but I'm comparing his, his first two days. He's had a Zach Martin esque senior bowl, you know, as far as, uh, just being able to dominate everyone, including the guys, uh, that, that other def- other offensive linemen were really, really struggling with like, uh, you know, the kid from Baylor, the defensive tackle from Baylor and some of these Gabe other Hall, so, right? Gabe Hall. Yes. So, uh, I, yeah, just incredibly impressive. I mean, can I just talk about one of his reps real quick? That I please, I've got like five I want to talk about. So go so ahead. The, you posted this great that great uh, uh, video yesterday. If you guys haven't had a chance, go to Marcus's YouTube channel. He has like uh, uh, the cut ups of several different pr- players that you can easily quickly go through. Uh, and, and so if you go back and watch the, the first rep that he has that J- JPJ has uh, on that clip. Uh, he kind of gets himself into some bad initial body position, right? He kind of, he kind of uh, it was like a a, a a strong step inside. He gets a, a bad punch where his hand kind of doesn't quite get the grip he needs to, and the defensive tackle tries to take him back the opposite way from which he mm-hmm. stepped. And 
the way he was able, I mean, first of all, let's, let's talk about the fact that he's 330 pounds. All right. And he's like, it's all here. It's all right here. Right. And I he's got, got his measurables. Six Oh three, two. So just over six foot three, 334 yeah. pounds, yeah. 32 in the agent arms. And then he's got a 79 inch wingspan, which is actually That's pretty good wingspan. considering his arm length. That's a good wingspan. Yeah. And so basically, you know, he's able to, Punch, kind of readjust his punch, slide, and then as the guy is trying to corner him, this is the thing that makes JPJ so much better than everybody else, is that he has a plan B and a plan C in every snap, it seems like, right? No matter what, no matter what you do, he has a counter to your counter. As the mm -hmm. guy tries to get around the corner, he uh, 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 JPJ has got his, what, his left hand up high on him, and then he puts his right hand on hit on the on the player's hip, right, and then pushes the hip out. And as he does that, the player the the, the defender loses his footing because he starts slipping out the sideways, and then eventually he falls to the ground and loses the rep. It's that kind of like quick adjustment, like you know, understanding how to how to recover. That like that is, I mean, that that's stuff that you that you hope veteran linemen learn, right? The, the, his ability to maintain technique, to stay square, to recover, uh, those are all th – th that's the difference between him, between him being just a big, strong center guy that we like and uh, a first-round center, in my opinion, is that he has already built in this technique on how to block. He understands leverage. He's new to the position of center, but he's not at all new to – blocking on the inside and understanding the angles and techniques that are required he's just super impressive i mean it was just just watching him was like watching clinic tape it was just really really impressive i've got like tears in my eyes we're finally talking about draft prospects this is yeah. the first time that we've talked about a draft prospect all year for the cowboys it's january 31st right now and we're talking about a center this is this That's is right. why the lockdown cowboys does what it does that's uh, right uh He's he's so much fun. He really yeah. is. Um, you mentioned all the one-on-one -on -one reps. To me, the, the play that kind of got me was they were in team drills and he got he executed the reach block perfectly. The wide zone run. Oh, yeah. yeah. Got out there, yeah. turned his body, got got the, the defensive tackle, cleared the lane. If you have a 30 or a 334 pound center that could reach block, now we're talking, right? His feet, man. Like yeah, the way he's yeah. able to get him and then turn this body around to get the angle, like. It's impressive. It's very impressive. Yeah. I mean, we've heard whispers that the Cowboys uh, do like this player. I mean, after his mobile performance, how could you not? I think every yeah. team in the league is going to like him. Uh, my question for you, Landon, is like, we don't really see centers go in the first round all that often. Uh, Tyler Linderbaum was like one of the highest graded centers in the last five years. And remember, everybody was ranking him as a top 10 player in was it the 2022 draft and he fell all the way to 24 mm -hmm. the cowboys passed on him or i think he went to 25 right the cowboys yeah. actually had a chance to draft him and passed on him do you think early evaluations like this looks like a round one center to you i do simply because usually with centers it's an either or proposition right you get a a uh, 285 pound, six foot guy with 30 inch arms who is just the most technically sound, perfect football player who can play at any era, like understands leverage. Or like Mark no Stepnowski, right? Or Mark Stepnowski, right? Exactly. Or or the the other side where you get a, hey, I used to be a guard. I've never put my hands on a football. DeAndre Gerard. Yeah, I think I can play center. Yeah, the Andre Gerard. Exactly, right? right? See, the, the, the full spectrum 
of of cowboy centers there, right? Mm-hmm. And, and and somewhere Travis Frederick falls right dead center between those yep. two. Um, yeah, and I, I think you don't get the, the the situation where very often where you have a very well developed uh, uh, technique wise player who is. I mean, he's 330 pounds plus, and he plays like with that level oh of strength, gosh. right? Yes. Uh, at playing center, you just don't see that often. It's usually they're usually playing a, a guard, and even again, just just to kind of reiterate, JPJ's played one year of center. Like this is just like he's already this good, uh, at, and he's only been playing it for a year. So I, I do think it's it, it is kind of rare to find the combination of an overpowering sized center who can move. And is technically sound. Uh, to me, that sort of uniqueness uh, is the kind of thing that that makes you eligible for a first round pick uh, if you're a center. It feels like Cowboys Nation has already kind of given him the stamp of approval. Like, hey, this is the guy that we want Dallas to draft at. Is it 24? Is that where Dallas 24. drafts? 24. Yeah. 24. Mm-hmm. And that's probably where you should start considering a center, like in round one, based off positional value and all that kind of stuff. But it's I just also. Look- Go ahead. It's also a fit in like the need, like not it's, even just yeah, like, yes. not because you need a center, but because look, I mean, we're going into this off season, trying to figure out what the heck happened at the end of the last, mm-hmm. end of the last season. A lot of us seem to think that the way to kind of improve things a little bit is, or, you know, that has to be improved regardless is the run game has to get better. Yes. And one game, one way I think you can make the run game markedly better is you put some more strength up front in your center position. So I think it's not even just that the Cowboys need a center and that he is a center. I think it's that the Cowboys need to find a way to improve the run game and putting more beef and more athleticism at the pivot, I think is a very simple way to kind of almost immediately improve that area. Yeah. So JPJ isn't the only first round quality offensive lineman at the senior bowl. We've actually seen, this might be the best like offensive line class I've seen in mobile since like, Luke Jokel and Eric Fisher went mm-hmm. and Lane Johnson were in the senior bowl back in 2013. Let's talk about some other round one options for the Cowboys next. This episode is brought to you by eBay motors, passion, drive, and patience. That's what brings home the winning trophy. It's also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into uh, speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with the eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber and not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay fit only available to U.S. customers. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. 
Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast. We want to let you know that Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Lane, I want to talk about some of the offensive tackles that are uh, here in Mobile because there's several I like quite a bit. Yeah. I want to start with Tyler Guyton because we've heard some some really interesting comps for Tyler Guyton, including Tyron Smith, somebody that we know uh, mm-hmm. pretty pretty well. Uh, what have you thought of Guyton so far at the Senior Bowl? He's, you know, look. The funny thing for me coming into this is, as someone who comes into the draft process very late with a lot of a lot of these peers, right, is that you hear kind of whispers about these folks, and it's just part of the the, the unfortunate business of getting into this late. So it, it influences your your kind of thought process going into it to a little bit, but you, you try not to let it, right? So uh, going in to watch Tyler Guyton, I'd, I'd heard a lot of this kind of raw comparison and that, that sort of thing, and I, I think the thing that my initial thought was is that he is as advertised. And I think he's actually pretty accurately nailed by a lot of these folks that, you know, view him as he's a raw ball of clay, you know, and, and it's, and it's, he's raw in all the ways that you would expect someone who doesn't have a lot of starts underneath their belt to be right. His hand technique is, uh, especially his placement and his timing of his punch is just kind of all over the place. Uh, when he gets his hands on you, it's really hard to get away. He's got incredible length. He's incredibly, uh, He's an incredible foot athlete. Like he just moves yeah. like just very fluidly and very quickly and explosively for a guy that's so big and so tall, right? And he and he has good lower body flexibility. It seems like to me, just based on on what I've seen. But you know, it's just it's like the full Tyler Smith, like the you know, like he's yeah. like he. It's not a quick punch with him. It's a wind up, and then he gets into his, and then by the time his hands hit the body they don't go where they're supposed to be. You know, he's like got one hand outside around the body. He's got one hand too low. So uh, I think it, it, it's a project to be certain, but there is very little doubt in my mind that he is by far the most physically gifted offensive tackle in, that, I, that I've seen so far in this group. Like, I mean, he's just so explosive, so strong. Uh, you know, it, obviously his technique is, is, is not great. It's bad, but it's his physical gifts are so good that uh, he's still affecting Russia. He's still having a positive influence uh, on that sort of thing. So it's why it's, it, it's really hard not to, I mean, he's not the same player, but there's a lot of similarities between him and Tyler Smith coming out of Tulsa. Yeah. Right. Like, you know, Tyler, Smith. Tech, yeah, Tyler yeah. Smith. Yeah. 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 You, yeah. You, you know that the technique needs a lot of work, but there's just so much athleticism and raw power that it's just hard to find those guys. Yeah. And and really, ultimately, that becomes about understanding who the player is. Right. Like, because, you know, when you have those kind of gifts, you know, there are ways and and, and it's about hand placement and uh, punch and and, and timing. Those are things that, you know, can be taught. Those are things that can be, you know, honed, that can be fixed. But it takes a a self-motivator. It takes someone who's willing to put in the time to uh, uh, away from the facility to kind of get better in those areas. Tyler Smith has that yes. kind of mentality. I was going to say, that's one of the biggest reasons the Cowboys were drawn to Tyler Smith is they just loved his work ethic. Uh, not saying that we haven't heard that about Tyler Guyton, but we just don't know. And I think that's probably one of the and biggest it, things that we're, we're going to find out through the Senior Bowl. And if we remember, that was a part of, I, I think that's part of the reason that we started to accept Tyler Smith as a pick 
once we started to get to know him a little bit more, we didn't know Tyler Smith before the pick, the pick happened. We understood who he was as a raw player and a lot made a lot of us nervous. But when you hear him talk and you see the passion that he has about the team play playing football uh, and, and then clearly backs that up, you know, within the, in the weight room and in the locker room, going to work with Duke and all those things uh, you see why the Cowboys had such confidence in drafting him because it's not even just that he is a raw ball of clay that you feel like you can mold. He has the mentality and the work ethic to actually get it done. And I think that's a second component that is going to be part of Tyler Guyton's evaluation. And if he is that kind of guy as well, I love the idea of drafting that, that kind of offensive tackle, especially on this team, right? Because let's say you bring back Tyron Smith for one more year. I understand no one loves the idea of potentially sitting a first round offensive tackle for a year, but at least you give him some coverage to develop into that offensive tackle that he could be by far the best of this class if he hits. Well, uh, and we know, not we every team know, can, like, can do that. Yeah, we also know like Tyron, even if you bring Tyron back, he's probably not playing a 17-game schedule. It's probably like yeah, he's going to play sure. 12 to 13 games. Sure. And then, I mean, Terrence Steele has been really healthy other than his knee injury, but maybe, you know, maybe he has to fill in there. The thing with, that's interesting about Guyton is he's, this year he was exclusively a right tackle for Oklahoma. Yeah. He does have some left tackle experience. So you would probably be moving him to the left side, trying to get him ready to be the future left tackle. Um, but maybe he does give you some swing tackle ability as, you know, a year one player. Well, let's also remember we've got Will Let's Go too, who's coming back healthy. So maybe the thought process could be you move, you keep Let's Go on the right side so that Guyton could focus on learning Correct. the left side with the idea eventually maybe he becomes a swing tackle or something like that sure. down the road. But uh, yeah, I, I, like, I like the fit for this team and I like what I've seen from him. Because ultimately it's more than just a one-year pick. Now, if you're going all in this year, maybe you're more likely to draft a center that could help you out. But we're going to know by draft time what's the status of Tyron Smith and what's the status of your offensive line. Did they bring back Tyler Briotish? Did they agree to a new deal on Tyron Smith? Is Zach Martin coming back? Yeah. I think it'll it'll make things a lot easier. Uh, but as of right now, he's just one of the more intriguing players in the draft because there's so much upside. And you can even see it in some of the one-on-one -on -one drills. Like his, He's just so quick. There's other times he'll duck his head, and that's how one of the rushers beat him in one of the one-on-one -on -one drills. But, man, I'm fascinated. Any other offensive linemen that you wanted to mention uh, from yesterday's practice? Well, just on a on – a Maybe a slightly negative front. Um, I thought that Jordan Morgan wasn't quite what was advertised, at least for me. I haven't watched his Arizona tape yet, so I don't know, but I, I've heard tons of positive things about him, clearly. He did not have a good, good practice on day one. Uh, day two seemed like it was a little bit better, but uh, he definitely still has a, a ways to go, I think, to kind of turn this uh, practice week around, which uh, I, will say, I will say I hope he kind of does. Um, and then I another guy, him in, uh, I did see him in like one of the like warm up drills. They just do like these, the, uh, the, uh, the other offensive linemen are holding bags and you're just kind of working on your hand technique. Mm -hmm. He knocked over another offensive lineman on his back in warm up drills, which I thought nice. was hilarious. Uh, I do wonder if he's a guard in the NFL. Uh, maybe. His, he came in at With like six length. foot four. Um, maybe he's like, I was watching him and wondering, is he like this year's Matthew Bergeron? You know, a college mm. tackle that is probably a guard in the NFL, but also gives you the position flexibility to play maybe three to four other positions. Yeah, his arm length wasn't great, but his wingspan kind of you know made up for it at least. I mean, it it it, it met thresholds. It's not great, yeah. right? Yeah. Obviously, the thought process constantly is for people that aren't long enough at tackle to be moved into guard, but does he have the kind of 
uh, uh, killer finish, the, the kind of quickness that's required to play inside. I, I think he does, but I, I do need to see more of his Arizona tape. I do want to mention one more guy, too. Uh, I thought that Talise Fuaga, I had to look up his name. Yeah. Uh, Talise yeah. Fuaga from Washington uh, uh, really – really he's fun to watch because you're watching him and to me he looks like an old school offensive tackle right yeah. he's got his shirt up he's like yes. he's kind of got uh, uh he's kind of top heavy but he's a good foot athlete right uh i could just see him in like you know striped uh knee-high socks in the 80s with short shorts like you know yeah. practicing uh on a grass field he just looks like an old school offensive tackle I loved what he did uh, specifically against uh, was it lot late yesterday that he had a couple yep, of good reps against. Yep. Yep. Um, and, 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 and he just looks overall like uh like he's a tackle. I think there was some, some concern or about maybe uh, having to switch him into guard, but he, he looks like he's an offensive tackle to me. Six Oh five, seven. So basically six, six, 332 pounds, 33 and three inch arms, 81 and a half inch wingspan. Like that's a tackle. And you yep. watch his Oregon state tape and it's, He's really good. I, yeah, I, I'm a fan. Now I don't. I'm. I think he's probably more of a early round two guy than a round one guy. But I thought he looked pretty good at the Senior Bowl. Uh, Lane, I want to just mention a couple more sleepers from mm-hmm. Mobile. Wow, right when we get back. This episode is brought to you by Fanduel. Happy Super Bowl to all who celebrate from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. If you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seat on the couch, grabbing your favorite football snack, and placing some bets. FanDuel has so many different ways that you can bet, uh, such as who's going to score the first touchdown, how many points are going to be scored, and so much more. Plus, new customers. If you join today, you'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Just visit fanduel.com slash locked on to sign up. That is fanduel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with Fanduel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Lena, let's uh, talk about some sleepers here that we saw in Mobile. I'll, I'll just give you one really quickly. And we were kind of debating this pre-show, but I don't know if you can count Lad McConkey, uh, the Georgia yeah. receiver, as a sleeper, especially after his practice on Tuesday, but yeah. they couldn't cover him. I mean, he was open on every single route. Uh, every in-breaking route he got open, he was even making plays on the sideline. Uh, he just looks like a guy that is going to profile as like a high-end number two receiver in the NFL, and it's going to have 85 catches every season. Yeah, you know, it's funny. We were talking about how it's it's weird to have a draft sleeper that was such a, a big name in college football that like, you know, uh, but that's kind of what the deal is with McCl- with, with, with Lad is that he's, He's he's in a situation where you kind of felt like uh, just based on him being in Georgia, that his career was inflated and that Mm -hmm. is that that would go in, that he would be overrated going into uh, 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 the draft. I mean, that's just that's just the feeling with a lot of these kind of uh, 
role plus players on national title teams, right? Is that there's an assumption that they're being pushed up because they played at Alabama or they played at Georgia, they played at Ohio State. And I don't think that's the case with Vlad. I mean, nope. he's uh, he's clearly a very skilled uh, player. He's uh, able to separate. He's, he's explosive. He's precise in his route running. It's not surprising that he had a uh, uh, such a great day of practice. I mean, in, in those kind of one-on-one drills, because those tend to lend themselves uh, to those, you know, those kind of players, right. That are able to separate and, and, and that are facing a bunch of man, only man coverage. Right. And so, right. uh, the guys like that, you know, it's, it's, it's a very, very, uh, difficult, uh, job for the corners to, uh, uh, you know, to cover guys like that. And which is why we should, you know, probably, even though he's definitely, definitely not a sleeper, we have to at least, uh, mention the Toledo kid. Uh, oh, Quinion uh, Mitchell. Uh, Mitchell. I, I will yeah. throw him under this, but I'm just throwing his name out. What an incredible day he's had because that's such a difficult task, and he was able to basically beat every single person thrown his way. Uh, he's, I he's mean, he was amazing. Good. I mean, he had an interception uh, in today's practice on Brendan the underthrow Rice. one. Oh, on the underthrow. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they were moving. I even saw they were moving him into slot a little bit. Seems like mm-hmm. that was a thing from some of the coaches. They want to see how he plays in the slot, and he handled it really well. Um, there was a comeback route against Tez Walker from North Carolina where he beat Walker to the spot on a comeback route and just jumped in front of him so much so that the quarterback didn't even throw the ball because they didn't want to get an interception. I mean, he outside of Latu, I think he might be the best defender in mobile and I would be shocked if he's not a top 25 pick. I mean, he is such a good corner. Well, I mean, the knock on this kid was that he played just a bunch of zone and off-man coverage. And what does he do? He comes out here in the Senior Bowl. He's playing a bunch of press and beating the crap out of people. So, uh, you know, that's if you want to raise your stock quickly in Mobile, go out and prove that you can do the thing that everyone doubted you about. And that's in that you know suddenly you've taken away the weakness that they can complain about. And now you're a top fifteen pick. Uh, Back to the sleeper list, though, real quick. I I did want to bring up two guys. One was. Uh, and I'm trying to find his name, the Florida State kid, the wide receiver that is absolutely enormous. Johnny Wilson. Yeah. That kid, I've never seen a six seven receiver get off the line like that guy does. No. Right? Like uh that he's really, really intriguing. I, I don't know what his draft stock is. I, I'm only basing it. I think on a lot of people think he's like a day two guy. Okay. He's interesting. You know, he's uh, just that kind of size and that ability to beat, you know, uh, initial coverage like that. Uh, at this early, that yeah, I got a, I got a 6061, 237, 30 over 35 inch arms, 84 and a half inch wingspan. I wonder what he's going to run. Like, because I mean, he could definitely be a guy that's blowing up the combine. If I, if he I, runs I saw reports of like 452 to 455, okay. that's appropriate for someone that size, right? I mean, um, you think. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, appropriate, I guess, for an NFL wide receiver who's going to get drafted the first two rounds, right? Like to me, to uh, me, he reminds me so much. I mean, he's a better player than this coming out of school, but like body size, he reminds me of Darren Waller coming out of Georgia Tech. Where it's okay, just, okay, you're that big and that fast. I do wonder, like, if his role in the NFL isn't as like a big slot, and you just let him go be more physical and more athletic than linebackers and safeties because. And he's had a good day of practice. He's run better routes than some of the six foot one receivers. I do like him quite a bit. A uh, couple more guys I just want to bring up just because they I had notes on him, right? Uh Dom Pooney, right? Uh, he had 
you know, look, Gay Paul victimized a lot of people in practice yeah. <laughs> on on Monday. Uh, and and Pooty was the one that got the most uh, of play. I think you, everyone who saw any of the videos saw uh, Pooty getting beat by that swim move real quick, and 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 Hall's in the backfield. But what I will say is that that aggressiveness that you know actually kind of had him lose that rep because he he got too aggressive and he reached, he bent over, waist bent over to him. That is the kind of play that really helped him on the rest of his reps, right? Yes. I, I liked his play demeanor on the rest of his reps, and he got physical with the defensive tackles. I, I, you know, I have a feeling that if 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 uh, Hall tried to do that again, that wait, I'm sorry, did I get his name right? The the Baylor defensive, yeah, tackle. Gabe Hall, yep, Gabe yep. Hall. If Hall tried to do that again, I, I have a feeling that that Pooney would probably punish him for it. So uh, I thought that he had a pretty good uh, uh, a day. What's the name of the Florida center? Um, he also, I thought, uh, uh, Chris, no, wait, I'm sorry. Uh, Kingsley. Florida, yeah. Kingsley. Yeah, I, I think he's also a guard center. So maybe that's why yeah. it was, uh, I loved his play demeanor as well. Uh, I thought he was just, was like a tough guy. You saw him throwing guys down after the end of these reps play style, I think is a big thing. It's important, especially, yeah. uh, uh, you know, in these reps is to see the kind of demeanor. And then finally the guy I really wanted to bring up, and I have no idea what this guy's stock is because he went to UConn, so I'm not sure. But Christian Hayes, mm. that guy has some of the best feet uh, I've seen of all the offensive linemen uh, in, in this uh, in this. Uh, He's like a class. mid-round guy. I, he, he had a really good day on Tuesday. Really Holy good. cow. I mean, just the, for, for his size to be able to kind of move. I mean, he, he really reminded me of JPJ in a lot of ways where yep. he's a big guy. He's got strength, but he's got really, really good feet. And there were just several times when you saw in these reps where he's able to engage. And then not just kind of drive guys, but get his whole body and feet around and shield them off. And and like, that's the kind of blocking, like, you know, sometimes when you try to finish guys, you lose your own balance or you uh, lose the guy because you're trying too hard to put him on the ground. Sometimes it's, if, if you can just grip the guy and then physically put your body between the defender and the hole and the hole and just seal him off completely. That's the most effective blocking and run blocking because usually you can end up blocking multiple people that are trying to flow to the ball as well. And, and you just saw yeah. him able to get around on guys like that. Just really impressive stuff. Lots of really, really good offensive linemen in the senior bowl. That was fun. To, it was fun to watch. Yeah. And we're going to get another padded practice on Thursday, which really helps when it comes to evaluating these offensive linemen. So uh, we're going to have a special show for you guys on Friday. We're going to have a uh, little bit of a draft special with the guys from Lockdown NFL Draft. So make sure that you are tuning in for that. Make sure you're checking out the podcast. Wherever you get your podcasts, we are free and available on all platforms. Check out the show on YouTube as well. Go follow Landon on Twitter, at McCoolBCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosher, and we will see you right back here tomorrow. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.